0: heroes and wonder lovers to your next episode of the amalgam files ladies welcome back um i am the boy wonderful ian wallace i am joined by jordan lynn epperson and your friend in the neighborhood shelby croto and these are the amalgam files hello ladies how we doing
1: good good
0: okay awesome um this show topic uh long time waiting for this one we've been talking about this one for a few months. this is the Grimms Brothers, Grimms Tales and Similar Bodies of Work show. We're going to be talking about um, some of the tales from back then, some of the comparison of some of the um, tales that were told more modernly, recently. And I'm um, looking at, we have some questions for you ladies, of course. And we're going to be going over some of the overall pedigree information of these things and talking a little bit about what our favorite Grimms tale are. Uh, Grimms tale is, <laughs> sorry. Um, all right. Well, uh, well, first of all, welcome back, ladies, again, joining me here to do this thing we do. Um, always good to be back. Yes, yes, yes. I always look forward to these little chin wags we have about various topics and awesome stuff from Space Captain America to the foreskin of Jesus. We've been all <gasps> over <to> everything.
1: <laughs> that is a memory I try to is, forget. We, there's no way. No, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh,
0: Shelby. There's no forgetting. But there's not just one. one. There's
1: seven foreskins of Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's
0: completely (laughs) Jordan's fault because she is a super research machine. And if there is anything out there to be found on a topic, if Jordan doesn't know it, it's not to be known by mankind.
1: It's true.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, just such a good time really going into some of these topics and some of the adventures we've had and traveling and just, you know, getting into this stuff and opening up a platform, you know, uh, just, I'm so proud of some of the topics and some of the, um, interactions that we've had and, you know, and, you know, just the responses we've gotten from people. It's just an amazing thing to have it. So, you know, thank you to all our listeners and, you know, to you ladies for helping me make this thing uh, possible. And, you know, it's just an amazing experience. So thank you for that. Um, but this topic, the Grimm's, the Grimm's fairy tales, um, of course, as always, I got questions. You know, I got questions. Uh, and
1: sometimes we have answers. Yeah,
0: sometimes <laughs> you do. You know, I, that is true. That is very true. Sometimes sometimes
1: we just have no clue.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're all clueless here, which is, you know, most of the time. But that's okay.
2: Too
1: because <laughs> that's besides time. the
0: point. <laughs> you guys can tell us to answer. You don't need to have more all the time. right? Um, my first question. I mean, my first question, rather. I don't know. I can't talk tonight. I think it's the Coffee. I have had uh Too Much Deadly Grounds blueberry coffee. It's uh
1: Oh <gasps> they have blueberry
0: Oh my, my god. Uh, their blueberry listen, their that blueberry coffee, I don't know if it has cocaine in it or what. But it is—it is so so good. Like, that sounds really is.
1: heavenly. Yeah,
0: get you some deadly grounds coffee. I would. Oh, you—you you you some- know
1: I'm going to now. Now that I know they have blueberry. Yeah,
0: that blueberry is amazing. Like, and I'm not a big fruit flavor. Like, I mean, you think coffee and you think fruit flavored coffee, you're like, nah. Mmm. But there's also one that's
2: like chocolate and I don't know raspberry or something. And I hear that one's really good too. Yeah, oh,
0: I've, I've had the blueberry one and I know I, I swear by it. And I'm not, you know, me, I'm not, I'm not an ads kind of guy. If I say it's good, it's good stuff. I mean, it's making me vibrate into another dimension right now. But
1: <laughs> You know it's good then. <laughs> if you are transcending to a different it's plane. De-
0: <laughs> it's delicious. Regardless of the after effects, it's delicious. Uh, but um, anyway, um, my first question who are the Brothers Grimm? Obviously, we're not going to be centering this show directly around them, um, mostly around them, because their tales are so well-renowned, and we'll be doing similar bodies of work. But I just wanted to kind of get into some of the background of who the Brothers Grimm are. And not just like, you know, I mean, we know, you know, there are guys who, you know, put together some stories and wrote some stuff and rewrote some stuff. And everyone knows that, but who are these dudes? Like, what, <laughs> like who are they really? <laughs> <laughs> like why did they what were they doing were They just hanging out one afternoon and was like hey let's uh roam the countryside you know gathering tales that are weird and macabre and violent and let's give them the people because you know why not like what happened who are these people so ladies that's my first question who are the brothers great um feel free to start anywhere it doesn't matter which one Either one of you can let me know. Did
1: you want me to give you uh, a little bit of background on... Oh,
0: please do. Yes. Educate us. School us, if you will.
1: I got you. Uh, So, like Ian had already mentioned, uh, the authors are Jakob and Wilhelm uh, Grimm. Uh, The original title, I am going to try my best to pronounce it. It's Kinder und Hausmärchen, which means children's and household tales, because this was originated in Germany. Uh, They were kind of supposed to be like fairy tale, folklore. It was published around 1812 to 1858. And originally this started with the brothers being inspired by their professor. They had went to law school and their professor was very much into philosophy and history. And some of their friends had kind of, told them hey maybe we should publish some some folk tales and they asked the brothers to go around collect some oral tales for the publications and going around they were gathering stories and they decided they wanted to start kind of collecting it into multiple books to kind of preserve like german history and i'm just like who would read these? Yeah, and you know and what? I, to just,
0: <laughs> I was going to wait until <laughs> you were finished to kind of circle back around to the... to the. Can you read the name again one more time? The um, actual oh. German name and then what it actually means.
1: Oh, so it's Kinder und Hausmarchen. Okay. And so it means children's and household tales. Right, so this is supposed right to be meant for children. Yeah, people. I'm going to stop
0: you right there. <laughs> All right. Now... I'm not. A, I'm no expert here. I'm definitely a professional, but I'm no expert. We've all we've all come to that realization. You know, I'm a professional, but not an expert. And when I'm reading through some of these stories, and I'm like getting, you know, the the vlog information and uh, doing the research and getting online stuff and compiling stuff and hearing just some of these, I'm like, whose kids?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they actually did get in a little bit of trouble later on. Oh yeah, you think you think it's a- <laughs> kids and so people were letting their kids read these and then were horrified. So they
0: did actually get in a little bit of trouble for that. All right, Jordan, I'm going to here. Okay, Jordan, I'm going to set you up. All right, because we got it because I think this is going to help answer our question, who the brother's grandma, are, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm going to set you up, Jordan. So here you are. You're this nice Dutch woman with your, with your four children and, you know, your, your goat. and Your you're goat? A, you got to have a goat. I mean, I think it's. I think it was mandatory. Each household gets a goat. It's something like that. I don't know. But you got a goat and you got your four kids. And I don't know, you're, you're carving toys out of wood, you know, minding your business. And, you know, and then the nosy neighbor comes over and she says, listen, if you give me some of your goat milk, I will give you this brand new compiled book of Brothers Grimm stories for the kids. You know, you just read them. The kids love it. You know, you, you get by the fire. You, the goat, the kids, everybody listen to the story, and it's going to be wonderful. Here you go. So you give her this milk, and you start, re- <laughs> and you start reading. Let's pick one with a good name, a cute one. Rumpelstiltskin, right?
2: Oh, no. Who's oh, going to
0: no. Who's not going to read this story? The name of it, right? You're thinking, oh. Guess, on, We're gonna re- this is going to be a good one you know you're thinking a cat in a hat rumpelstiltskin you're thinking this is going to be a good story for you start reading this story to the kids right All Right. well how well, how do you how, what's your face like jordan as you're reading
1: <laughs> 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 was just going through your mind are you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you like are you just gonna be are you reading the story and then you're like okay well wait a minute this ain't right but let me just play it cool and <laughs> Keep reading. I don't want mean, to. I don't want to love the children.
2: I mean, some of them were so dark, and and those those you know those were probably fine. And I do know that my my grandmother did read us some of these when we were growing up because um, she had a, a copy of her fairy Tales. And actually, when I was in labor with my first child, my mom sat beside my hospital bed reading me
0: cringe fairy tales um wow
2: yeah because um, we're apparently just a weird family um
0: my thing is like but, well, what like what, the, why these guys like if there's a lot of there's a lot of stories out there like what, what like why go to these ones like what, what was the overall aesthetic or what would what were these parents and these people thinking like, cause you're reading this stuff to the. These kids can't read yet, right? I mean, oh, like, these kids are, like, and, and most of the adults can't read. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you only have a few people who can really access and delve this information out. What's going through them? <laughs> you got six kids in a circle with a fire around you, and you're reading Rumpelstiltskin right to the point where you get to the he commits ritual suicide by ripping himself in half.
2: How do you, how do you, how do
0: you you, you translate that to the, I mean, do you, I mean, do you just go right for it or what? Like, how do you, do you stare them all in the eyes first? Like, what do you?
2: Uh, like- my, my grandmother, my
0: grandmother kind of sanitized some of it. All right, okay, so she, okay, she washed it down. Okay, see, g- respect, Grandma. Okay, now we can give we, your grandma's big ups for that because at least she, she watered it down. But, like, I can't imagine what it must have been like for these people to just be reading these stories so nonchalant. And, like, what was the point? And I guess that kind of goes into my question of who the Grimm brothers are because it's like, why did you pick these stories? Like, to give to children. I could see if you put, the, put them together for whatever, you know, just the compile them for adults is interesting, you know, tales. Yeah, and-
1: I was like, I would understand if they were trying to do like an Edgar Allan Poe type, Yeah, theme, you know, like, it
0: would make more sense. And it was like, it would be a they lot were more trying to be
1: creepy. But right? knowing that yeah. they were trying to make a children's book is what makes it even creepier. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, it seems like we'll never know, because obviously these gentlemen have been well, well, well passed on. But, you know, there's their tales still emanate throughout time so i guess my question um realistically and altruistically will go unanswered but i just wanted to kind of get your guys ideas so jordan what do you think who who were these guys like i mean from your synopsis of what we just talked about and what you've read so far of them and their tales like you know what did you get overall of what what's your overall synopsis of who these people were well i
2: just uh, so they're their father died early on in their life, and so their mom took care of them and their multiple brothers and sisters um, up until she passed away. Um, but it was it, it was weird the kind of things that they censored in the stories and the things that they did not censor in the stories, right? Um, like, I mean, they had they had no problem with in Snow White uh, putting metal shoes on the queen and making her dance until she died.
0: Yeah, that was fine.
2: But, motherhood was so sacred to them. They loved their own mom so much that they they changed these stories from the mother being the ones committing these awful
1: acts
2: against their
0: children to the stepmother. Ah the yeah. It couldn't be the, the regular mother. I mean, couldn't be the regular mother. you,
1: you gotta draw it's a line somewhere. Out. Necrophilia and torture? Okay. Disrespecting right. your mom. Fair. Yeah. Not okay.
2: That's
1: totally cool. <laughs> but, but, but mom left, you know, led the children
2: to the witch's cabin. You know, no, we can't we can't do that. It has to be the stepmom. And we're gonna actually
0: yeah, we're actually gonna get into the meat and bones of some of these stories and like what um, you know what's been said pretty much uh, over time, but um, it's just it's just like I said it's it's just kind of <laughs> interesting. The whole uh, you know premise of what these guys were about and what they were talking about is kind of interesting. So um, my second question after um, you know who are the Grimms brothers or who are the brothers Grimms? is sorry about that, I'm trying to pull them up here. Um, Which tale really sat with you And really had you thrown for a loop Because I mean, okay Now there are some very interesting takes On some of these stories And some very interesting outtakes on these stories Which one were you reading and was like Huh? Like, <laughs> like what did I just, wait Did I just read that right? Or if you were getting the audio version What did I just hear? Like, and you had to bring it back And really kind of, it sat with you If you had to pick one, which one would it be? Or which instance in which tale? where you're just like, hold up, <laughs> wait a minute, this is the children's story? What is going on? So highlight that for me, if you will, ladies. And I'll give you mine last.
1: Shelby, you want to go ahead? Oh, I mean, yeah, I can. Um, So, I mean, out of reading all of these, it was so hard to, like, wrap my brain around them, because obviously we all grew up with Disney movies, and they're, right. like, toned down well, completely changed version of these. Um, I know we had already talked about Snow White a little bit. That one kind of fucked me up a little bit, more so because that this girl fell for the witch's act three times. (laughs) Three times she fell for this woman trying to murder her. And then at the end, the, the prince did not kiss her to bring her back to life. He fell in love with her dead body and just wanted to take her corpse back to his kingdom. And I guess his people just dropped the cap, like, uh, the casket, and the apple came unlodged from her throat. And I was like, oh, necrophilia. Okay. But I think out of all of them, I think the Little Mermaid might have got me. (laughs)
0: the most. <laughs> Wait, which version? Because, you yeah, know.
1: The, There are, like, multiple <laughs> you versions. No,
0: they've done yeah. that one about three or four times. Though. and yeah, that, Not saying any of the preceding versions are any less creepy, but there yeah. are several creepy versions of that. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, obviously with the Little Mermaid, we know she, like, saves the prince and, like, falls in love with him. And I guess it was actually her sisters that wanted to, like, save her from a heartbreak, so they, like, cut off their hair and gave it to the witch, so like, Ariel could grow legs. Um, apparently when she goes on land, her feet feel as if they're being pricked by glass shards every minute. Mm. And so every time her walks, her, like, she walks, her toes are, like, bleeding, and I'm like, oh my god, that is horrific. And... The witch tells her that in order to keep her legs, she has to murder the prince and put the blood on her legs. Oh no, uh, to get her, her fins back, because the prince ends up falling in love with someone else and marrying her. And since Ariel was heartbroken and wanted to go back to the sea, she was told she had to murder the prince and put the blood on her legs to get her fins back. Mm. But she didn't want to do that, so she ended up just turning into sea foam. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: And I'm like, wait, wait,
0: wait, okay, right? Like, right, was well, no choice there. Everything's bad. No, there's so no choice. true no love out. is a right. lie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan. Which one was which one threw you for a loop? I mean, or which instance in which tale did you really had you?
2: Um, I mean, there there are different reasons. It. Um, there's one that's the wolf and the uh, seven kids which by the way when it says kids it's not talking about children it's talking about baby goats okay. and that one I was like okay so we're punishing the wolf for being a wolf alright that's oh, okay weird flex but okay <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but then you've also got like Sleeping Beauty where she's Knocked out because of the needle, which okay, you've you've been told about this curse and
0: (laughs) still just just, decides to go messing with his spindle.
2: one (laughs) One just appears, one just appears, and you knock yourself out. And then, while she's knocked out, she gets raped fabulous, right? Um, and when her, her twins are being born, that's what
0: wakes her up out of the sleep. Oh, actually, no, no. It's not even them being born that wakes her up. It's they're born somehow uh, in the casket with her, nursing on her. And one of them was so hungry that it yeah, nursed on, them, her like, finger, suck-
1: yeah, on her finger. Yes, suckled on her finger and got out or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, that's how the, the, the splinter came dislodged. Yeah. And
2: it's like, okay, all right. I'm. Okay. Right. like,
0: And, you know, and as stories go, and there are some amazing, as Charlie Murphy once exclaimed, there are some amazing storytellers in the world. Um, This one, and then it leads, and this is actually, no, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do mine real quick, and then we're going to go into my next question. Um, All right, real quick. I'm going to circle back around to um, Sleeping Beauty, because there's something interesting about that. But, um, mine honestly, was the Three Bears. Um, And it wasn't so much that, you know, obviously we all know the tale. Goldilocks goes into the Three Bears cabin. First bed, nah. Second bed, nah. Third bed, yeah. Same thing with the porridge, all of that good stuff. Here's what <laughs> Here's what got me, okay? Because there's a version where, and this is for kids, there's a version of the story where this little girl is, you know, Uh, you know, runs away from home or does whatever she does. And she's hungry. She's tired. She's all these things. And she comes upon this cabin in the woods and there's these, you know, bowls of porridge and beds. And she, and the bears come home and find a little girl in the house. And before she even wakes up, rips her apart. And that's the end of the story. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking like, okay, all right. No, that makes, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, you know, go into a bear's house and eat its porridge and sleep in its bed. Like it's okay. That's common sense. Or I'd like to think that that's common sense, but why would you, what was the point the And I guess what I'm understanding is that this was how you kept kids from, you know, venturing off into the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is how you stop kids from being kids by, you know, scaring them to death thinking, Oh well, you know that abandoned house that you don't know anything about that's in the woods. There's three bears that live there. And if you go in there, they're gonna eat you. Like (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like as a four-year-old, I'm like, all right, damn. (laughs) I'll just stay in the house then. (laughs) Like what Like I feel like I feel
2: like half of these stories the 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 main like the main lesson of it was don't do this or
0: somebody's going to eat you. Yes, and that's pretty much how, I don't know, what what the German people, and, you know, you, you get onto World War, the World Wars and everything, and you read some about the culture that you start. These were some hard people, man. Like, these were some real, <laughs> these were some real durable human beings, man. Like, I mean, that just really didn't have a whole lot of, uh, easy going in them as far as you know related to you know nonsense and the bs like they were pretty much like like you said if you do wrong you'll get eaten and that is that'll be your story so okay so i wanted to you know slide into my third question um something jordan was saying about sleeping beauty um that really resonated with me and and just kind of overall begs the question like are any of these rooted in fact do you think that ladies like i mean as far as We'll never be able to tell holistically if there was an actual woman who went through these things or whatever. But I mean, some of these things are so you know, I don't get like fairy tale from this. I get like there was some like this might have been a, a folk tale that was passed down, rooted in some kind of fact. Because maybe there wasn't magic or witches involved, but some of these details are so real world and gory. It's like, all right, like, okay. Like that could have happened to someone like this could have been a thing. You know, there, there was different poisons and potions and different things. People were playing around I me. Mean, think back to Romeo and Juliet, you know, um, you know, them taking the potion and made them sleep, you know, just, you know. And then she was, you know, waking up and saw him dead. And, you know, there were things that people were in experimental drugs and stuff people were playing around with. And you start to think about that and, you know, how far from fact, do you think some of these questions is? We'll go to Shelby first and then we'll go to Jordan. Shelby.
1: Um. So I do believe that most stories and like lore and fairy tales are based off of some sort of truth, even if it's like very, very minutely have anything to do with the story that was like made or whatever, but m- most have some like air of trueness to it. I do know, like beauty and the beast was, uh, supposedly based off of the tragic life of Petrus Gonsalves or, or whatnot. It was like uh, a young boy who was regularly called a beast, uh, because he had a, a condition that caused him to grow hair all over his body. Also referred to as like werewolf syndrome ah, type of I've thing. Heard of that. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where that, like that mm-hmm. came from. And then, who was uh, another one I was looking at? Oh, like uh, the the Pied Piper wasn't real, but uh, scholars generally agreed that something in the German town happened that probably inspired that tale. So the Pied Piper was like uh, he was going to be playing to like get rid of a vermin like thing that they had in the town. And when they kind of like gypped him on paying him, he ended up just like playing and like getting the children out of town and i think because the original story was like well not the original one but the one they tell us is like oh he lured them all into a cave and then when the family finally paid him he let them go but what actually happened is like he lured them all into a river and they all drowned
0: (laughs) right and like, and that's, and, 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 you know, you hear something like this, like the two different sides of that story. And you got to ask yourself, like, how much of this is fiction and how much of it is like, how much of that could have happened? Yeah. Like, Cause that's a pretty interesting story to tell. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've heard some tall tales, you know, I've heard some, some good stories, but that one just, I don't know. It's, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little too.
1: Yeah. A, a little far fetched. So I'm like, obviously a lot of these tales are like stretched beyond belief to kind of like be more interesting and stuff. But I feel like each of them are based off of something like obviously like beauty and the beast. It was solely just based off of a boy who was referred to as a beast that had this condition where like maybe the Pied Piper was just based off of like a musician that was in this town that was like beloved by children or something. Like I feel like, every legend has something it's based off of and then people just take it and run with it.
0: <laughs> I agree. I, I, I am, I am definitely found to agree on that. one. Jordan, what do you think? Any of these stories to you ring true? Like is do it when you were going through them, did you say, okay, yeah, that might've happened or maybe in your research, is there any supporting evidence to suggest that any of them are true?
2: Um, I think different like elements of them are Um, like I I referenced the wolf and the seven kids earlier Mm -hmm. Um, and basically in that one the mother goat she goes to the market and leaves her seven kids in their house Um, and basically tells the kids don't open the door for anybody except for me and you'll know it's me by my sweet voice and my white feet. Well, she leaves. The wolf comes. The wolf tries to break into the house. You know, kind of, kind of three little pig style. Right. Um, and the the one of the goats says, "Oh, that can't be mom. It doesn't sound like her. They don't have a sweet voice." So the wolf goes to the market and gets honey, and the honey softens the wolf's voice, so it's <laughs> not so gravelly, right? Because
0: that because like, okay, that makes that sense. Is, that was
2: that was probably some kind of like holistic type of deal where, you know, people people realistically believed that, you know, oh well honey's gonna help your throat, it'll it'll soothe your voice. Right, that's some that's home remedy, right. Right. And that's probably where, you know, things like that came from. Um, but then you have stories like as I referenced with uh Snow White. You have the the queen who is being forced to wear these metal shoes and dance until she dies. That is a very fey punishment, right? Um, mm. I mean, if you if you look through fairy lore, there are tons of instances where it's referenced that if you eat fairy fruit or if you start dancing at a fairy um, festival, you cannot stop dancing until either one of the face stops you or until you die. And so, I mean, there are elements of, like, actual, like, lore for these different creatures that are embedded in these stories also. And my, my grandmother, um, the one that used to read us Grimm's Fairy Tales, she's actually, she was German, um, and she grew up, basically being taught about the fae and gnomes and all of this. And she, I mean, even even as an adult, she would talk about like, oh, we have an imp in the house kind of thing. Um, and so as, as religious as this woman was, she did actually believe in the fae a little bit. And so it kind of, you know, got passed on to the rest of the family that we take it with a grain of salt, but you you do kind of you you don't mess with the Fae. and so I do think that there might be an element of the fay that is real that these people saw and transferred into their own stories and that's what we eventually got it was some evolution of that
0: okay all right um i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and jump out on a limb and say um yeah. These some of these are definitely in my opinion rooted in some kind of fact only because again there's great stories out there there's you know amazing stories people tell but there's some that are just I mean you could just hear them and you think to yourself they're just too too horrible too and you know the malice in the, in the heart of man you know so you just think like yep that could have, that could have totally happened that that could have definitely been the case i mean i'm sure they added you know the the mystic and and magical elements in it to kind of like you said soften those um those gravelly undertones but at the same time it's there it's definitely there so when you when you read it and and or you're hearing it it's just it you know touches a part of you so i i would have to think that some of them are a lot more true than what they seem to be as far as fairy tales are concerned um, more like folktales in my opinion like things that have either happened or you know this is a this is a time where there were no you know police and and laws as as we you know are accustomed to like this was a very wanton and like <laughs> like you could, <laughs> you could die over anything like uh, you know, practicing the wrong religion or wearing the wrong clothes or being the wrong color. Like these things were such, you know, sensitive points at this time in human history. So it's like, you know, being pregnant and having children and being married, like these were a lot more serious, um, issues, you know, back then, like it was, you know, you being a loose woman, wasn't so much as like just being a promiscuous gal here on the, uh, you know, all girls campus, you know what I mean? It's not the same thing as it is today back then. Like this was something you could be, you know, sentenced to death over or, you know, shunned or, or kicked out of your village for, you know, because you had a different idea of how to wash your clothes or eat or worship or whatever. Like, you know, these are, these all could end to you having a very gruesome end. So I, I think that there might be some truth to some of them. Um, now that we are done with my questions, Let's move on to giveaways. We have a giveaway, ladies and gentlemen. We are usually doing our giveaways um, via phone and, of course, live on the show, but we have switched to WhatsApp. So if you, ladies and gentlemen, have that, our listeners out there that do have it, you can feel free to leave us a voicemail or feel free to um, leave comments on Facebook. Either way, we will definitely uh be into whatever it is you guys want to do as far as communicating with us we would love to hear from you um this week we're gonna be giving away ai um, I want gonna make sure i got this correct this is a flame tree publishing um version of the classic collection of the brothers grim it's a beautiful cover um i love the blue holographic tones to it and it just it looks so classic it really does and um Brand new got it from um second and charles. Shout out to my second and charles peeps, um Jordan Smith, and the rest of you guys. Um, I went there and grabbed it for you guys. So all you have to do to enter is just let us know what your favorite Grimm's tale is. Um let us know if you have a favorite one or which one you think is awesome. And we will, you know, of course, go over it and um pick a random winner. So somebody will be walking away. If you're out of the country and you want to participate, we will be you we will be uh Also giving a uh, gift card. If we cannot ship the book out to you directly, we'll be giving you a gift card for you to pick the book up at your local retailer with no problem. Okay. So that's our giveaway. The brother's grim book for you listeners, lucky listeners out there. Just let us know what your favorite uh, brother's grim fairy tale or tale is or any of the similar works. And we will pick a lucky winner and hook you up. Um, Shout outs this week. We got a lot of shout outs. Of course, as always, we like to give shout-outs to our online social media family. Shout-out to Anime Universe, Throwdown Thursday, Retro Redoctopus, The Loudest Sports Show, and our favorite angry nerd, Patsy Ray Hall. Um, Also, Acid Kitty, a bath and body product line, uh, straight out of Amalgamania. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to hold you to this. Uh, some of these products are amazing. I actually was just gifted some of the... Um, Shave cream or shave uh, shave butter? I forget Ooh. what it's called. Oh man, you know me, Shelby. You know. Oh, okay, I, I mean, I've
1: been following I Erin's mean, TikTok, watching her like pipe the butters and cutting the like yeah. the soaps and stuff, and I'm like, I'm so ready.
0: Yeah, and no, I so I I was lucky enough to get a little tr- a little trial sample uh, pack of um. First, I got a uh, lotion bar, and it was like this. It was it was it was beautiful. The tin it came in was beautiful, the packaging was beautiful. But um, I'm a big you know when it comes to my beauty products, and not so much beauty products, but like my 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 grooming products for me, for the gentleman, you know. Your pampering, you're
2: pampering products. Yeah, our
0: male pampering products, you know, because we got hey ladies, you guys can't have all the fun. We gotta you know, we gotta keep ourselves looking good and all of that. Um, I'm real particular when it comes to certain stuff, and I am gonna tell you, this um, shave butter that I used is I would say second to none that I've had. Um, and I, I love the shave, especially my head. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's a very relaxing therapeutic kind of thing outside of the grooming aspect of it. So you gotta have the right stuff and this is the right stuff. So, um, I know there's beard oils and lotions, the lotion bar. I got this beeswax lotion bar and like I was using that work cause obviously at work, I'm washing my hands a lot. um, And, you know, my hands started getting all chapped and, you know, all cracked and stuff. So I just brought this lotion bar with me to to work and used it a few times. Let me tell you, this beeswax lotion bar is the absolute truth. I I love it to death. Um, Check it out. Um, Acid Kitty will be coming soon. I know they're having a startup sale and um, they're going to be doing all kind of awesome stuff. So just be on the lookout if you see it in the group and there will be some contact information for you uh, during the commercial break. So stay tuned for that as well okay also our very own our favorite the lovable steve ed samson if that's even his real name um he just got done uh finishing up the ultimate edition of his new book uh the Witchworm*. and let me tell you um we did open up a version of i mean the um the ultimate edition on show and tell and i cannot begin you're just gonna have to check it out in show and tell and let me know what you think but um as far as like firsthand seeing this thing, um, I just started reading it. I'm only a few pages in, so I have not gotten my review side of it done yet. But um, as far as like just the packaging and the presentation and just the effort that went into even putting this thing together, you can hear it um, in the audio book. You can read it in the first few pages and it's all over the way this thing was put together. Definitely get you a copy. If you don't have one, it's, it's definitely something you want on your bookshelves um, if you're an avid reader. Um, if you're not, this might be the thing that gets you into it because it's it's very well done. Um, so shout very out to Steve. Very appropriate
2: for this episode because it's like it's like a grown-up
0: fairy tale. It is. It really is. It's <laughs> it's very reminiscent of this this overall time in general. Um, you know, just the, the how things were, and it, again, it, like you said, it's it is a very reminiscent as far as time and fluidity. It's a great story so far. Um, I can't wait to you know finish it up, get more deeper into it. It's just very descriptive and. I, so far i feel like i'm on this journey with the character the, um, the main character it feels really well so um you know shout out to steve man and everything you're doing awesome effort dude and um you know we love you and we can't wait to, to see what your next project's gonna be uh and again if you do not have uh mark of the Witchworm, please get you on get you ultimate edition get the regular edition whatever you get go ahead and read you a copy Um, Okay, so we're going to go to our commercial break. We're going to come right back and get into a little bit more of the meat and bones of the Brothers Grimm and other bodies of works. And uh, we're going to wrap this on up. So here's our commercial break. We're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back with you. In a world swarming with boring Predictable awards shows what will separate from the rest. Rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. Podcasters, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers, now is your time. Make your voices heard and submit your program by going to Amalga-Mania.com for all the details, submission categories, and guidelines. Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. The summer's biggest blockbuster event. You don't want to miss it.
1: And welcome back from our commercial break. Uh, Right now, we are still talking about the Brothers Grimm. So, Ian, what what do you think about what we've talked about so far? I mean,
0: honestly, okay. So, we've been over the the aspect of the fact that these were children's stories in the... (laughs) (laughs) how uh uh, upside down that was like what like what kind of children was were reading these stories but i think the main thing with me so far or what's been on my mind as far as this topic's concerned so much is like okay so here you go you're collecting these stories as you're going who are you getting these stories from are you just going like from town to town and this is just like the way because you know every every town's got a story like every everywhere you visit there's always something you know that that works differently in this town than it does anywhere else, and you know you you learn these things as you go. Even now that happens, like I've been, you know, pretty much everywhere that you know a person can go in the United States, and you know I always get that that there's always one thing that this town does that different than the other town, or one thing that's a little more custom over here than it is over there, and you have these regional stylos and things, and it's like, you know, how much of that you know bled into these these Brothers grim tales? Like how much of that was where the story came from. Was it just like, you know, we're just more, <laughs> these people over here in Hamlin were just a little weirder <laughs> than the people over here that, you know, the Hanson, they told the Hansen and girls story, like how did that work out? And, you know, that's pretty much what's been on my mind. Um, and then getting into, again, the meat and potatoes are pretty much, you know, what these people were compiling in the first place. You know, some of them were, warnings to, to kids hey look if you go venturing off into the woods without an adult the wolf you know is gonna and I get that because um you know parents do that parents, uh, parents you're
1: not children. wrong there are parents. some things my parents told me when I was a child that right? I am just now learning is not it's not
2: true right
1: <laughs> and I'm like wait, wait a second
0: you know what you know I'm gonna take a minute to just address the parents here You know, like you're telling
1: parents. me that yeah. it's completely false. That if I eat before going swimming, I am not going to cramp and die. Like, that what? is completely false.
0: <laughs> you know what? Hold on. I'm going to take this, man. I'm going to take a couple <laughs> just to address the parents out there, the future parents. Don't do that to your children, okay? I mean, shout out to all of our moms and dads. We love you all of that. But listen, don't do that to your children. Do not just, tell just them. tell us that. the
2: truth, man.
0: <laughs> just, tell them, yeah, just tell them what's going to really happen because, you know, when they find out later, it's going to be very traumatic for them. And um, especially when I'm talking, to some-
1: especially when I'm talking to someone and I'm like, oh, hey, you can't do this because of that. And they're like, that's the not true. And I'm, like- and I'm sitting there embarrassed, like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? That's not true.
0: <laughs> Listen, all I know is my mom told me that if you go walking around in the woods with a red cape on, a wolf's going to eat you. All right. I don't know why. Mama said,
1: so it has to be true. (laughs) You know,
0: right. So don't do that, parents. Just tell the kids the truth. You know, just tell them it's bad to walk around the the woods, that there are, you know, cannibalistic animals that'll eat them. Fine. That's what you're going to tell them. But the whole red cape and scaring them to death, you don't have to do all of that. Just be honest with them. They'll stay out the woods, you know. But no, in all seriousness, um, as a mom, Jordan, how do you feel about that tactic? Like, uh, you know, do you feel like that's a that's, you know, obviously, I don't think it would be a practice that we would choose today. But overall, like, I mean, you're in a tight spot, there's not a real whole lot, you know, that you can do. There's no telephones, there's no internet, you know, there's no real way of getting messages to place the place in this time. Like, is this the only way? I mean, scare them to death, keep them in the house. I mean, is that what is that what we're doing?
2: I mean, in, in my family, we did it a little differently. I, in my family, it was okay. So I told you, you're not going to go in the woods, and I mean that. And if you do go in the woods, when you get back, I'm going to bust your butt.
0: <laughs> okay. See. All right. You no. Know, you know what? And that's, and that is okay. Awesome that is adorable. That's adorable. Yeah. See that. That's actually an pro- okay. And you know what? And I've always I've always said this. And you know in defense of these things because i feel like um as a society we have gotten a lot softer when it comes to things and a lot more offended when it comes to things and we're we're just not the same people you know that like jordan said we kind of grew up around and that was pretty much a general consensus like and i get it um i can't say it was right or wrong all i could say is i understand at times um you know things were dangerous you know you you couldn't Risk these lessons going unlearned. You know what I'm saying? They had to be. This is had. To, this is something. Hey, look. If you do this and you're not around me, you could end up getting hurt. You could end up dying. So, yeah. if, but if, if like she said, if, if whooping you behind is the easy medium to putting you in a casket, okay, I, I get it. I 100% condone that energy. I understand. If dad to make that decision as a father, look, I either whoop is behind or you know, I might be burying him. You know there <laughs> are some
1: children I'm whooping his ass, you know. <laughs> there are some children fly, that you know that didn't and, get spanked by their parents growing up and it shows. <laughs> exactly.
0: And and um, and again, this isn't a right or wrong kind of thing. I think we will, as a matter of fact, circle around as a topic for this uh parenting uh, you know one one versus 2.0 we don't, i think we're gonna do that one one episode but um to get back on topic i do believe that yes you know when you're faced with those kind of questions okay look either i instill this in this child or instill this way of thinking or looking at these things into this person right now or you know what when it comes down to it man it's going to be their life on the line and okay for that i can understand and these stories make a lot more sense as to why they were so graphic and so, like okay, I am never. I don't care if an imp ever comes to me and tells me he's gonna help me spin straw into gold. I'm not. Do- I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it because he's gonna get mad, or rip himself in half, and I don't. I don't want them kind. I don't want that kind of smoke, you know. And I get you know why scaring someone in that regard would help them later on down the line. But I gotta say, some of these tales, man, they're just not for children. I'm sorry. I think the
2: majority. We we can find a better
0: majority. way. Yeah, we can find a better way to get these kids informed and teach them things like, or you know, as Jordan said, just let's, let's just whoop them all. We'll just whoop all. If the, if, the, <laughs> if, the, if the easy medium is is scaring them to death, Or just whooping them. I say let's just whoop them all. I mean, if, we're, if we gotta pick a devil, let's pick the devil we know. You some know, some
1: people need it. <laughs>
0: but um you know it is what it is and i think that that's a that's a nice way to kind of um you know put a cap on the brothers Grimm's tales obviously these people weren't trying to traumatize and hurt children i i doubt highly that that was the overall aesthetic of what they were trying to do and again then again we don't really know but in all honesty it doesn't feel that way it feels kind of like you know these guys were just you know two weird guys that you know, saw a profit in doing something that was very interesting. And obviously they loved what they were doing and, you know, more power to them. You know, they, they brought us, uh, tales of lore and strange tales that have entertained us and scared us into never going into the woods for a lifetime. So, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, I guess, I guess you can get from it what you can, um, are they still entertaining? I think more so for young adults and adults. Um, Just looking at the contrast between the Disney movies, like Pinocchio is a very interesting one. Um, Three Bears, Rumpelstiltskin, like some of the more ones that we the three little pigs like Red Riding Hood. These are all stories that all of us have encountered at one point or another throughout our lives. And I feel like as young adults, maybe as, you know, budding um, adolescents, this might be a little more acceptable. But definitely keep this out of the reach of anybody who is 13 or younger. Because it gets deep. It, <laughs> the it does. Like,
1: good. I am 25 years old, and some of it, I'm like, I don't
0: I'll, like I want to read Yeah, we like, damn. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> really? They just, okay, should we sleep? Uh, uh, fine.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, so <laughs> what's Stockholm syndrome? Okay. That's right. Like, all right. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Is this, okay, this is how we're getting married to the prince? All right. Fine. 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 But, um, yeah, no, definitely keep it out of the reach of, of the smaller children. If you're not, give them a Disney version. If you're going to give them a version, that's why the good Lord allowed Walt Disney <laughs> to do, <laughs> do what he does. You know, just give them, you know, give them the Disney version. And um, I, I just love
1: how he took these traumatizing children's stories and made them into like, g-rated children's things I'm i mean like,
0: he, he kind of had to right like, yeah
1: <laughs> a part of me is like what why did he have to choose from those tales specifically i right. don't know
0: <laughs> yeah no he it was it was i think it was a crapshoot. i think walt disney looked at this and said oh no somebody got to do something this is this is too much we got to, <laughs> just, just <laughs> we can a do better bit. than this
1: <laughs> and, and i'm yeah. like I'm, like, everywhere I look, it's just, like, all the adaptations are obviously, like, watered down. And I will say, out of, like, most movies I have seen, the one that tries to stay more accurate to, like, some of the tales is Into the Woods, which, it's not my favorite musical, it's not my favorite movie, but I will say, like, they kept true to, like, Cinderella's story, they kept true to uh, to, like, the Baker's story...
0: I'm gonna have and, to check that out. I've actually yeah, heard I've, yeah. I've heard about that a little bit. Yeah, so like
1: research. in the movie, yeah, the stepsisters Yeah, did a, a yeah. version of Into the Woods and it
2: has uh, Johnny Depp as the wolf and Meryl mm-hmm. Streep as is the is the, uh, the witch
1: yeah. and uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, like in yeah. in the movie, it Cinderella like awesome her yeah. her okay, stepsisters like actually a, it chop it off feasible, their feet but... and stuff, so <laughs>
0: Alright, alright so that's gonna go on my list of uh, gems to uh Uncover. I, I, I will say
1: it. it's it's not my favorite movie, but they they were probably the closest to some of the tales.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. So, I feel like that's some good some good watching there. So
1: Shelby,
2: if
1: it's not your favorite, do you have a favorite retelling? <gasps> Ooh. So growing up, I would say probably like one of my favorites was the movie The Brothers Grimm. Okay. Even even though it like didn't really play. this is the one with Matt Damon? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I loved that movie growing up, and even though it doesn't go too much into some of the tales, uh, it kind of has that, like, still that, like, kind of hoary aspect and, like, some of it, it draws from it, and I'm like, it's definitely not G-rated type of thing, and I mean, I just loved that movie growing up, and I still love that movie, so I would probably say that one's my favorite out of the adaptation
0: okay what about, about you, you oh me oh man easy hands down and i know a lot of people are gonna give me flack about this but um i actually love the uh retelling of snow white and the huntsman with um the chick from twilight and um
2: with, uh, thor Ooh.
0: uh the, the chick from <laughs> twilight yeah the chick
1: yeah. from
0: twilight and thor Ooh. yep <laughs>
1: I mean, she's not (laughs) my. She's not my favorite actress. Christian Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. Christian
0: Stewart, and what's the guy who plays Thor? I'm sorry, I can't remember. I'm thinking. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Um, I actually really enjoyed that one. I thought it was um, uh, from reading Still White. Obviously, they didn't go into more of the. They kept it as clean as they could, but um, even still, it was a lot more closer to the actual story than. You know, we've seen in Disney and stuff. I, and I feel that like
1: I cool. didn't even watch that movie just was, because I bigger. saw that like Kristen Stewart was in it and I'm not her biggest fan.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't know why everyone hates that girl, but
1: I, mean, <gasps> I don't she's hate not a great,
0: her. I mean, she's not a great but, actor, yeah. but. I uh, people like have always had an issue with her and i'm like i don't hate her she only
1: has just like one emotion and like just one (laughs) acting face okay
0: that's that's true (laughs) that's what she does (laughs) (laughs) okay that much uh, but i've heard people say that i'm like damn they had to cut her up like that but all right (laughs) like
1: (laughs) Like, man i know you're you're true
0: they could have let let that slide but all right i mean (laughs) No, she yes. It seems like she's stuck in one mode most of the time. But um, outside of that, her range is still pretty good as far as an actor. Like she can, she slips into a role pretty well. And her, I mean, I've seen worse. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen worse. So with me, it's just more her emotional content. Like she can, you know, get into a role to the point where okay, you see that she's being bothered that there's some kind of emotion to this, and I like that part of it. But outside of that, I really can't say I enjoyed her in her, any role and she was like you know one of my favorite actresses or anything but in this movie for the role she was in and you know especially with Chris, Chris Hemsworth helping carry it, it, I mean, it doesn't for love the Chris adaptation Hemsworth. it's that well and yeah I check you should it check just
1: it. for him yeah no you should definitely <laughs> check it
0: I would say for like just something to watch while you're doing it it's definitely worth it like it's not okay. a horrible horrible um, and my girl Michelle Pfeiffer's in it too isn't she
2: <laughs>
0: wasn't she the queen
2: uh, I have maybe. no
0: clue. I think she was. I think Michelle Pfeiffer. If was I a haven't, queen. I
2: haven't seen that one. Either, yeah, I think yet. it
0: was pretty good. So if you can't check it out, but that would be my favorite retelling is uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I, I really liked it. What okay. about you, Jordan? What's your favorite retelling? Um,
2: I I I have two. One's a series. Um, they're, they're books. Um, one is called *Spinning Silver*. It's by Naomi Novik. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on Rumpelstiltskin, which you don't see a ton of retellings of. Right. Uh, which is which is why I had to mention it, because it is a really good book. Okay. Um, and then the other one is the Lunar Chronicles series, which is by I believe Marissa Myers. I think that's her name. Okay. Um, and it has several of the different um, fairy tales. Like you have Cinderella, you have Red Riding Hood, you have Rapunzel, Snow White, so on and so forth, but it's set in the future. So Ooh. like, so like Cinderella. Cinderella is actually a cyborg. Nice. Huh. Um, and you have, uh, let's see, Rapunzel. She lives on like a space station by herself and on like a satellite, basically. Um, and it's just it's a really good series. Okay. Uh, it is it is young adult. So I mean. I, I mean, I think I'd probably even be okay with a kid as young as, like, 10 reading it. Okay, um, so they don't go they, too
0: much into the gory ends of it, but they change this right. over. Okay, dope,
2: dope. Right. I mean, it, it is so good. Um, I actually, I read it at, like, I think I was, like, 23 or 24, and I was still enamored with this theory. So, I mean, it's, it's really one that anybody could, could read and is going to enjoy.
0: Okay. All right, so there you go. Good nod for your for for our readers, you know. And if you want a good series, check it out. Um, I think that just about does it um for this show. We're gonna wrap up there and um talk about the topic for our next show, which I am so so very excited. We are going to be revisiting, we're gonna be revisiting a few things. We're gonna be revisiting the uh, missing persons, the, the, I'm sorry, the disappearances episode that we did a few months back. And in that episode, we um, spotlighted or spotlit a young lady named Lisa Liam, whose um, disappearance and death was, at the very least, to say, um, mysterious. And um, we've been looking into it and, you know, obviously we said that this is something that we were going to revisit. And um, I actually took a trip to Los Angeles um, just to kind of get a feel of the building, um, the Cecil Hotel in that area. Um, so we're going to have the next show is going to be a vlog. So check out the video and, um, of, of course, the podcast on Spotify and each, anytime you feel like it. Um, So yeah, that's going to be our next topic, Lisa Lee, and we're going to be diving into that amalgam file again and getting some more answers, um, some awesome footage, and I can't wait to see you guys on the next show. So I'm really. I've been
1: watching some some more videos and documentaries about it, so I'm like, I I am ready.
0: Oh yeah, no, I I got my I got everything, autopsy reports, uh, police reports. I got, I'm, I'm ready. I am so ready to We do are this.
1: diving in.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, we're going all the way into this one because there's a lot of conjecture here unfortunately. Um mm-hmm. you know, on fo- and you know, on top of the fact that someone lost their life and and everything else like that, there's there's a lot of conjecture and just like a whole lot of what if and I you know, that's what we do here. That's the you know, the whole reason we're here is to kind of just jump into that what if and get you thinking and you know, maybe giving you some answers hopefully. So, be on the lookout for that. You that'll be next month. So, stay tuned and thank you all for being here um, shout out to all our listeners for making this possible uh, shout out to Amalgamation uh, for keeping the lights on and Amalgamania of course for making all of this possible the Madam President Taryn Barber and all of our wonderful staff over there at Amalgamania thank you guys for uh, you know just making this whole thing a thing and um, we'll see you guys on the next show